And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. I am your host, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And his microphone. I'm working this out here. All right, here we go. Uh, and this week, uh, the big movie is uh, Victor Frankenstein. Yes. And uh, I think we will probably uh, hit on Mistress America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know... I don't know if there's anything else, but uh, it's just been, uh, it, you know, this week doesn't count for news once again, because this week is just watching movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the news is the post office has been to your house like three times a day. Exactly. Day, so, yeah, the uh, FedEx guy looks at me funny. But um, yeah, so this it's just been like catching up on movies and the crunch of awards coming and, um, you know, doing the tv awards at the same time is even worse but um the cool thing about it is that uh we're gonna have everything right uh covered really quickly maybe right <laughs> <laughs> right well i love the caveat always throw in the maybe maybe so. not because you never know what'll happen but um man everything is coming up now yeah so it's it's all over now it's might as well be december it really counts as december yeah. right now as far as movies are concerned, uh, and everything is out and limited uh, release yeah. or bigger releases or whatever, but all of the movies now, and it's funny because it doesn't seem like people are talking about them anymore. I know. It's, it, it is. It's the, weird. It, it, so far, it's kind of a weird December. It's like everybody's waiting now for, you know, we were talking about how everything comes out on Christmas yeah. or uh, the week before Christmas. Right. Like everything... Except for a few things like uh, the Danish girls already in limited yeah. release and uh, expanding some as time goes on. But then that's another movie where it's like uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne's just got a thing. It's like last year with you I know remember, uh, remember. Theory of Everything. Yeah, that was limited for a couple weeks, and yeah. you were hearing people talk about it, and then it, but it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't go wide. Everywhere. Yeah, for you know, and it's understandable i guess because just that kind of movie how yeah. many people is it really for uh everyone in the world <laughs> you know that it's right. going to be like a big massive push except that they want awards yeah and so they so out. they want people to see it and everything and now it's kind of the same thing with the danish girl it's out in limited release it's playing in new york and la at least right, right. now maybe a little bit uh bigger than that but yeah uh, uh, I know that I think last week it was out too, but only in New York. But now all of a sudden, no one talks about it. Right. Right. <laughs> like a month ago, everyone was talking about it and how awesome he was and everything. It comes out a little bit and then everyone shuts up. Right. Now everyone's waiting for all those movies that yeah. it, no one wants to talk about anything now except like The Revenant. Right. And, yeah, right. Uh, you know, whatever all the movies are. And then. Everyone wants to talk about Star Wars, too, except you can't talk about that because we're supposed to be talking about awards movies. Right. So except for the people who are only going to talk about Star Wars anyway, they're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but yeah, now it's just uh, everyone's just waiting for all these movies that come out on Christmas. And it's a it's a odd year in talking about stuff. Right. It's an odd year in people you know, it doesn't feel like people are going gaga for the Oscars like they have. It really doesn't. In I was previous just years. This yesterday, there's there's a weird like lull in. I can't tell if it's because the news, admittedly, has been so bleak lately that it's kind of put put people in a place where they don't feel like right. they can celebrate things 
right, right now. You know, once once I'm doing dishes from Thanksgiving, basically I know it's December. Even right. if it's four days away, it doesn't matter to me. Right. You, know, you put the turkey and the stuff away, and your dishes are done. Now it's Christmas, and then you're supposed to be so making your you're supposed to Academy be, Award right. picks and, or whatever. And it just it was this mini conversation I had with a friend yesterday where I was just like, you, you realize, and I, he said. Um, I don't even remember what the day he said was like, it's five weeks or, you know, he was yeah. like, it, you know, we have five more Mondays until this. And I went, get out of here. <laughs> right. Cause there hasn't been anything, you know, it hasn't even been a blip. On, we, I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, right. but it's strange to realize like, yeah, that's right around the corner. Where's all the buzz? Where's all the, the weird fervor, thing is you know? too, is there's, there's not a huge amount of buzz. And maybe when the movies actually come out or really get really close to coming out, right then it will kick up a notch. But by now, uh, we're usually talking about what's going to get snubbed, right. who's, who's not going yeah. to get the right thing. And last year, there was tons of it. It really was. Uh, it was all over the place yeah. last year, uh, right now, and all the way through. And it, was, uh, and it was weird because last year, you had time just in December to have uh, things like, you know, Jennifer Aniston should get an award. And the backlash of people talking about that she Her should get the award, award right. like all in the one month before right. it, was before weird. it, it was the exact opposite. I felt like I couldn't turn anywhere without hearing something about yeah, it. it. was and now I got everywhere. I got to lift, you know, it was everywhere. Yeah, about it, it was so. everywhere. And there were all these little movies, uh, you know, like like the Jennifer Aniston movie yeah. where they're uh, kind of indie ish. Right. right. Yeah. And there and even you know, movies that won things yeah. that were like smaller movies that are not going to get huge marketing pushes that are, you know, desperate for some kind of excuse for people to talk about them. And they hope people will talk about these smaller movies. Right. And they were everywhere. It was like, yeah. you knew, you knew all these tiny movies, you knew the, the great big things, you knew, uh, you'd heard of, you know, Bridge of Spies or the, you know, last year's equivalent, right. Of, Bridge of Spies and The right. Revenant and things like that, but right. but you know things like you know Birdman was starting to take off, which was not something that yeah. was you know Birdman was people hoped people were going to love, but was right. not going to be the next giant thing we're going yeah. to push for exactly the same reason. It never was, and it didn't you know it didn't break box office records right. because it's a crazy it's an art house you know thing Darn. right yeah right right. And uh, this year, not so much. Except Man, that was a fun time of year. I remember like a two-week span of time where Birdman was being talked about so heavily, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And it went, that's, that's it went through a really quick uh, bit of crazy talking about it, where, yeah. you know, like in mid-November, people were going – I don't know, man, Birdman. And yeah. everyone was going, what the hell movie are you talking yeah, about? Are you, right. are you high? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, everybody's oh, that's the Birdman. loving yeah. it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this year, nothing. What What's going to win this year? What's best picture this year? It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. there's nobody is, you know, throwing out their case. Anyway, yeah. uh, we, should, we will, though. We will. Sure. We will. But. We will. Uh, as not soon yet, as soon yet. as we get to um, uh, pretty much after I have to vote, yeah. Then I, I guess we might as well game. talk about it because sure. <laughs> I've already done it. Yeah. So we could build up a little bit of uh, we excitement. could excitement. We could push. We could push for some other movies. We should. <laughs> uh, all right. So we should get to movies. Um, and uh, by the way, I should say Creed came out this week too. Yeah. And there was a time when uh, I was thinking about doing that. And then uh, you know it just wasn't it just wasn't the thing for me all of a sudden I don't know I think Creed, I, 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 I have Creed a, I have great. a I have a weird relationship with that movie without even seeing it I need <laughs> to know about this but without even without even going to it I haven't seen it yet so uh, but I I think it is by nature not because it's a Rocky film or a Rocky related film or even a boxing movie but just by the nature of it sometimes for me. I look at a film and unless we have to go see something, like unless, you know, we decide, okay, Friday night, this is it. Right. That's one of those, I got to be in the mood to go see it. Right. And if I see it out of, mood, it's getting great reviews, it's by getting the way. Killer so. reviews. <laughs> but, but if I go see it and it almost doesn't matter, like I can still appreciate right, it, but right. it may not affect me strongly as it should be. Cause if I'm in a South park mood, don't take me to see right. the English patient right. or Schindler's list. I'm, I'm going to appreciate the hell out of it but I'm not going to be in the mood for it and vice versa. You know, 
I just feel like Creed is one of those you've got to be in the mood for it. Right. And and I don't know that I was in the mood for it last night. Yeah. But I'm psyched to see it. Yeah, you know, partially because of the killer reviews it's getting, but really just because I, I think it looks fun. Yeah, I'm really interested to see it because of the reviews. Um, but what is your? I'm even what is nervous it? about the reviews. Yeah, you know, it's just boxing movies. I just you I, love them or you hate them. I am what just is not into boxing. This movies. is like horror. You're just it's a genre that you're just like. Eh. It, it's probably worse than horror. It's closer to war. Right. Okay. Like there are. Yeah. Like I can't stand war movies. Right. <laughs> but you've gone out of your there way. There are. Like, but there are like four or five war movies that I really love. Right. That are about that are about war, yeah, right? right. Um, it's just like you know, I mean, some people don't like westerns or detective stories or yeah, right. you know, whatever. Like it, yeah. Everybody has their thing. And yeah. horror, I don't even really not like horror. I'm just so disappointed by horror. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, there are some horror movies too that I really, really like. They're uh, generally more things that are you know trying to be psychological as opposed to right. having cats jump on pianos at right. me but right. but there are horror movies i like too but uh anything that's and you know actually sports in general i'm kind of like 50 50 like right. I, I like right. there are a lot of sports movies it's i like really but there so are a many. lot of sports movies yeah. that i hate right. too i mean right. they're they're right. a tricky thing you've got to convince me of something right but you know boxing is just not my thing in general, right. uh, in in life, I'm yeah. not really interested in boxing anyway. Right. And, you know, I remember like a long time ago, you know, watching Rocky 3. Right. And I loved it. Yeah. Right. Be better. But I was, you know, 14. Right. So that's part of your So whatever. Though, it was right. just, uh, yeah. And I went with like 10 guys yeah. to see it. And it was, you know, right. it was cool or whatever. But, but I don't know. It's just not my thing. And it, the trailers of this movie... For me, I feel like they're trying to sell so hard that like this is not really a boxing movie, but it's like some uh, boxing adaptation of like the world's you know greatest theology right. novel or something. Yeah. It's like they're trying to make it so wacky serious and you know like you're gonna have this you know like soul changing event yeah. or you know whatever that i'm just going um dude it's boxing right? <laughs> I, I would not go see a boxing movie just for the sake of it being a boxing movie but the fact that this is a rocky related film and it seems to be very uh it, it seems to be pretty engineered towards story versus boxing. Right. You know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. I think that's at least engaging enough to see if they can pull it off. Maybe it's getting great reviews because the choreography of all the boxing scenes are great. I doubt it. Yeah, I think it's probably the story is great. Uh, and and I'm interested in that. Yeah, maybe that's why it is. Anyway, uh, so we should uh, hit movies like talk uh, about so films we have seen. We actually have seen. But, uh, you know, if you're going to the movies right now, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like everything is right. out. Uh, right. Victor Frankenstein, we had to go. That was at almost the, at the very end of our. Yeah, theater. you're at the end of the theater. There's That's like funny. still Hunger Games yeah. out. There's Peanuts movie. There's yeah. uh, the Good Dinosaur, Creed. I mean, there's is is Rocky Three your favorite boxing film? I gotta ask that now. Somebody should come uh, in do that anyway. But what's your favorite uh, boxing? No, uh, when I was 14, it probably was. Right. Um, you know, I do really like Rocky. The right. original. All right. I, I really like that movie, you know, now. Right. Like, but I think right. it's funny because yeah. if that movie had come out when I was 14, I probably wouldn't have liked it when I was 14. Right. When they got to Rocky three and I was 14, they made one for 14 year olds yeah. and they, they switched yeah. that movie so much. It's really weird. It's almost like, um, you know, Rocky was trying to be a very, very different thing. Yeah than what some people thought they could make money with later in right. like three and four and five and yeah. you know, whatever, but they were like really different movies. And, you know, Rocky three was almost like that Dennis Quaid 
I was just going to uh, ask you if you were going to bring that up. That's yeah. a hilarious I love that movie. movie. Yeah. I remember so very few of those things. I can't even remember it, what it's well, called. It's, he's in a tough man competition. Yeah, right, right. And I remember him fighting the uh, the strong-headed bald tough guy. Tough enough. Or it's, I'm going to look it up in a second. I was crazy. just about to say, if you've never seen it, I, I, lo- I love that movie. I love it when the sure. guy's just putting his head down and walking forward. Butterbee. And, yeah. yeah, and his friend is like, he does like this pantomime. I was almost going to do it for you. Uppercuts and hook. <laughs> right. And Because he, right. he's busting his hand, and he does it, and he finally gets out of the round and then you realize like this is this is a really hilarious this like, is a cartoon man th- right, <laughs> really is what, it's just a tough man thing. what you realize i, I love it i'm so I, happy you actually i feel like that. i feel like it's tough enough but I'll but look, maybe not and there's like a song i thought there I was, was like an awesome is. song right well he's got like this real interesting you know he's got like this real interesting character in the whole thing and he basically just like kind of accidentally gets into a tough man competition so i mean I, right. it, sure it's boxing but i mean whatever it yeah is. anyway and then uh butterbean showed up on wrestling right, right. <laughs> and that was kind of that awesome was but anyway okay uh mistress america yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll. I'm actually. I mean, I'm not impressed that you saw that film, but I'm impressed that it was in the forefront of your memory because I was right on the. I was waiting for you to stop, and then I was going to bust it. Down. <laughs> you may not have ever seen this Quaid right. film from the '80s, but it's great. No, yeah, that that is a really good movie. Uh, okay, uh, Mistress America. So uh, this is an old movie, so we'll just uh, yeah. go through Mistress America really quickly, right? This is uh, the next Noah Baumbach, uh, Greta Gerwig movie. And, uh, you know, last year, Francis Ha was awesome. Right. And uh, this time around, it's it's kind of interesting because Greta Gerwig plays almost the opposite character. Right. Of Francis Ha. And somebody else plays her Francis Ha character, sort of. Right. She's <laughs> I love it when it, I having TV just like fails on technological it. malfunction. I am. I'm trying to find the Dennis Quaid thing. I'm still, you know, I'm in this. So, uh, so anyway, in this one, uh, and you know, there's there's nothing like I think the ability to just see the style of Noah Baumbach making a movie, and then making a movie that Greta Gerwig, who you know they're in a relationship or whatever. I don't know. Think, they, I don't think they're I think married, they're, right. but I was they're, say they're I like think dating. They're um, but then you look at his older movies and they all look the same. And then you look at all the movies he's made with her. Right. And, and, and she has kind of her own style too. She's got movies that he didn't have anything to do with that. They still look the same somehow. Like she's just, she somehow is uh, moves directors to make movies that look in a certain way and have a certain feel to them and she's just that actress and so this is the same thing but this one is uh she lives in new york and her uh dad is in a relationship with i I just i have to interrupt if that doesn't i'm showing you a picture of the seal if that doesn't bring back memories you're right it's called tough enough yeah we need to uh i love it have this on periscope we could hold that up and show the i I love it okay i'm sorry back to knowing we should do that uh, and so it's, uh, so there's another girl who is really kind of the main character, even though Greta Gerwig at a certain point takes over and kind of becomes the right. main focus anyway, yeah. but not exactly the main character. And it's, uh, you know, a girl who's about to become Greta Gerwig's sister-in-law yep. comes to New York and, uh, her mom says, well, you should call your soon-to-be sister-in-law, yeah. and she will show you around New York. Right. And uh, Greta Gerwig is kind of this awesomely stereotypical New York person without actually being a stereotype. I thought one of the coolest things about the movie for me was that um, they could make her into a character that you're supposed to understand is like this stereotype of New York, young people today, yeah. uh, what people who don't do anything do. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know what I mean? It's like, she's just, she's just living in New York. Like that's what she's doing with her life is she's just living in New York and she, you know, kind of has these, schemes that don't pan out and you know whatever and uh so the little sister writes a story about her Mm -hmm. 
And that's kind of the story yeah. is the, the story that she builds off of spending some time with her is basically that story, right. like kind of like this generation, her generation mm-hmm. is, is, you know, just like lost with nothing to do. It's, you know, so many opportunities that you don't do anything right. and, you know, whatever. And, and so she writes a story. And one of the things that I, I liked about this, um, I, so I didn't love this anywhere near as much as Francis Ha. I wondered because you, but I still, I still really liked it at the end of the day, even some of the things that it did that I thought, eh, you know, we're just kind of like spinning our wheels. Um, There weren't things that I, there weren't things that really brought it down a lot for me, but there were a lot of things where I thought, yeah, you know, you're just kind of, you're just kind of going through the motions of like this part. Yeah. And because you want to get something else. And so it would get a little boring at times, but still it was, it was uh, really good. Um, so anyway, I give it a, uh, a, you know, I think seven and a half. I kind of yeah. want to go eight. You, I, you almost said, I eight. really want to go eight, but I, I feel like it's just not fair yeah. <laughs> to the world. But um, that being said, uh, it's a seven and a half with like so much recommendation. I feel like you, yeah. I feel like anyone who has, you know, any chance of liking yeah. us has got to go see it because right. they will really like it. And, you know, compared to the other things that you're missing, right. and this right. is, this is such a movie that, you know, will just, just like Francis Ha and everything they do as far as like, you know, real mainstream popularity, right. you know, I mean, they're like, this is a real sweet spot for you lately. The, the Noah Baumbach, <coughs> you know, Greta Gerwig, this kind of like collaboration has been really, cause I remember you were talking about wanting to see this for a little bit, you know, and I, right. and I thought you almost in the same way that there are combinations of people or, you know, we've had a few people like if the zero dark 30 crew get together to make another film, I'm almost certain I'm not going to like it because I just don't (laughs) like that team up. But this isn't, I'm not terribly surprised um, that even though this film, man, what a quick film. It's only 80 minutes or only 84 minutes. I mean, this is very fast. Um, Even despite its drawbacks, you know, I knew you were probably going to get it because it, whether or not you like it permanently, or this is like, you know, your 14 year old Rocky three kind of thing. Right. You actually really dig this collaboration. Right. I'm at almost, I'm, I'm so close to going under five, but I'll give it five. Cause I think it's, I think it's terrible. How fall away, how far away it fell from what I thought it was going to do about 30 minutes in. I realized I was going to get the movie I was signing up to get really, you know, it, it, it doesn't pretend to be anything else. And I like the premise, which is like, as you explained that the young girl goes to college, she's basically alienated. She doesn't know what to do. She's feeling kind of sad and bummed out. She can't join the literary society, the secret literary society, which is right. Really cool. Right. Um, and her mom just says, look, we're going to get married. You know, you should talk to your, your new sister-in-law. And it turns out in a weird way. One of the things that I really did like about the film is that they didn't want to portray New Yorkers as they seem to have been portrayed for the last like decade and a half, which is sex in the city. Or, or right. if you're not a Woody Allen New Yorker, right. you're a sex in the city New Yorker. You've, you've got like some weird nuances or, or I guess maybe Seinfeld kind of things, but you've got basically your stuff together. You're super powered. You've got this click. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're together. And it felt like this version where Brooke is almost everything that you would never see in a sex in the city plot where she seems kind of airheaded and all over the place and noncommittal and crazy kind of at times, at least for me, what was interesting, she's kind of crazy and neurotic in a way that isn't off-putting. Like I'm like, I could deal with that, right? but only for a certain amount of time. Right. And then you, you, you just hit that threshold. The premises for the stuff in the, in the first maybe 20 or 30 minutes was, was interesting. And it strangely reminded me, I forget what Noah's films are like, um, but it strangely reminded me of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film Brick, uh, where they're yeah, talking, they, right. they make up a language and they basically just talk in it. Uh-huh. You know, there's this, maybe I don't go to New York enough, but there's this conversational style that to me felt very forced. This felt very uh, stage play. Like everybody has to talk very witty and very fast and over each other. And no one's paying attention to anything anybody's saying because it's a setup for the next gag that's off site, right. you know, off stage, right? And I didn't like that. Right. I, I didn't like that at all. And the problem is, if you don't like a convention of the film, and it continues to be there, like that's a fundamental part of this whole story. Even though it's only eighty minutes long, they do it throughout. 
and I wasn't, I didn't feel it. So I had to right. deal with it for an hour. Um, and I never got, I never got away I, from it. I, but I feel like, I feel like they just missed that too. It was so and, close to being nailed. And right? there's sort of, there's to a certain extent, the same thing is going on in Francis Ha too, except that they kind of don't hit it as hard. Right. It's not this as important. Hard. Right. Uh, it, it's it, not as integral to what they're trying to do. Right. It's just there. This, and this one just kind of misses. And I think it's, it's really weird because there are parts of this movie where, you know, they're kind of trying to be like Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Where, you know, everyone, like you said, you know, everyone's just talking. Everyone's got like a witty comeback for mm-hmm. everything that gets said. Right. Or something like, you know, Metropolitan. Right. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Where, you know, they're just these quick-witted people. Mm-hmm. And here, it, you know, I still like it. It wasn't that much of a problem for me, but here it's more like it's people with quick-witted lines and right. not quick-witted people. Right. It, it, that, there's a, and there's it, a definite difference. It, it's, between not, it's not like they're really selling me that these people talk like that. Yeah. Or well, these are those, these are the kind of people who talk like that, even, where in the ones where it works, right. it, does, it, it, it doesn't it, bother it doesn't you. It's not a thing. Right. 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 There, there's, there's two different feelings about this film which is a little bit of loss because i was i was enjoying it though i was it felt like i was kind of being corralled away from the fun center of the film just because i didn't like the preface you know the the premise of that whole like off center kind of off stage right kind of thing they they start off characters start off talking about one thing well that's not true brooke and tracy start off talking about one thing and it's maybe in tracy's character to let brooke kind of because she's supposed to be the 30 or near 30 professional New Yorker kind of just, you start talking about salads and all of a sudden she's talking about like the rhinoceros she wanted to ride to. I mean, this is not really what happened, but (laughs) it's as strange to watch the digressions. They don't even, the conversations aren't running parallel. They're just like crayons on fires going everywhere. And, And that's still okay. But then there's a shift in the film and the last, for me, what plummets the film is the last half hour when they get to the guy's house and basically, Noah Baumbach has created like this moonlighting, and I say this by way of also defending liking moonlighting and Kevin Smith's kind of films where they all, everyone says the most funniest thing ever without stuttering or backing up. It's all one take right. freshness. Uh, and I really only like it in Clerks. He tries in other films and it doesn't work. But then they finally get to where this big scene is going to happen and it drags on too long. It's full of meandering characters, though interesting, have no ability to keep, you know, my attention. And, and all it is is now it's become like a Woody Allen's version of a midsummer night's dream set in the city. Cause you got all these characters with all these overlapping things and they just, they're forced to interact with each other every eighth or 12th sentence because they have to. Right. The film is very wordy. And it's very rat-a-tat-tat, but it doesn't seem to ever really say anything. And that sucks because what it started to do was it seemed like it had a lot to say about the relationship that women have with one another when they're only separated by a handful of years. But there's a great leap in that maturity of, you know, freshman in college or senior in high school to fresh out of college and maybe not really getting anywhere with it. Which, by the way, one of my favorite Noah Baumbach films is his first one, Kicking and Screaming. Yeah. I thought that was great. And, and I, I love watching that whenever I can find it. Um, it's not the Will Ferrell Kicking and Screaming, which a lot of people sometimes confuse whenever <laughs> I say it. I've actually tried to right. order the movie before, and I've gotten Will Ferrell's right. soccer film all the time. Right. But he talks about these things of like, you know, promise and expectation and life after college. And he seems to have a real amazing handle on you know, what that feels like. And I love that story. That's great. But the moment all the vapidity of their characters kind of fall back away and they're just going on and on about nothing that's putting their characters forward, I I just kind of lost it. I right. was watching it because I knew I only had 35 more minutes left. How much could it be? And then they get to the house <clears throat> right. and all the characters are just these one-act play characters with no depth to them. And I'm like, man, this thing really lost what it had going for it. Right. It so, it it does kind of feel like, you know, actually, I I almost feel like all of his movies have the same feel about them. In a way, yeah. But sometimes I love it a lot. And sometimes, weird. sometimes I only just like it right and uh i you know i still like the film but they they do all have this sort of feeling where 
it's like he writes things on napkins. Yeah. And then just sticks them together. Right. And so you go through one part, like you go through the beginning of this movie and you really think at the end you're going to be somewhere. Yeah. Like it leads to it really, something specific yeah. going on or whatever. You've got, uh, you know, the New Yorker who's trying to portray herself as kind of this, uh, you know, uber New Yorker, you know, like she's the New Yorker's New Yorker or yeah. whatever, except that. And there's, I think, a cool thing going on in that. She's not right, but she still just acts like she is. She just right. runs with it anyway. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't really have uh, this like super click of friends that she can, you know, tour New York on any given night and go from one, you know, party to the next or group happening or whatever. And she knows everyone there except she kind of does. Yeah. And she just goes with it as though she does mm -hmm. and, and, you know, doesn't kind of pay attention to any signs right. that there might be anything, anything wrong else. with what right. she's doing. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a great entry. Really I'm cool. like, yeah, I'm like, take me through Absolutely. that and yeah. let this younger person write stories about her right. and whatever I love that movie and yeah and that would be great and then all of a sudden it's like we but i want to have this thing about her not getting into the literary society and back and forth with the person that she meets early on and yeah then they don't like each other so much and then she's dating the other super jealous person that was like there's some kind of you know, there's a napkin somewhere about right. how funny it is to have the super jealous girlfriend or something. Right. And then it's like, well, I don't, I mean, put it in. Right. It, and it sucks. Even that's if, actually, even if later yeah. it turns out, you know, that's not doing anything right. for what I'm doing, eh, but put it in put anyway. It and you know, I, I love that movie. You start, yeah, you just started describing what I thought I was going to get. And I'm like, man, at 86 minutes, this has no room for error. It's going to be crisp. It's going to be great. You know, and it just starts kind of unraveling a little bit. Um, and it's funny at 86 minutes, you start, you, it's hard to not see mistakes that kind of, they didn't, they didn't derail anything for me, but I'm just kind of like, now I'm starting to see behind the curtain because your stage right, crew is right. pulling things together. Like the relationship between Tracy, who is the, the freshman and that, that other guy, Tony, who's also a writer and they start sharing things and how she basically starts coming out of her shell and they, they have a little back and forth about trying to get into this right, secret yeah. and society and all that, that yeah. stuff And his crazy, you know, clean girlfriend, Nicolette, which strangely the very first time we see her, like, this is just a weird thing. I remember thinking when I was watching it, Noah just kind of abandons what he creates later. Like she's real clingy. doesn't ever leave Tony's side, except in the very first scene, they're all in the same class together. Nicolette is the girl who's reading and talking about um, the story when, she falls asleep in class. Right. There's no way that character would let her boyfriend walk out of that class that she's in to go talk to another girl. But we need that scene because we have to introduce Tony and Tracy so that they have this thing later. Like then I start seeing all these. Now that I'm out of the film, right, now I start right. looking for all the errors you're making. And strangely, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. But what I did think was still really interesting and worth saying, you know, it's it's an average movie. It started real strong and then it fell apart real quick for me. I really liked the idea of Tracy as we see her and it only took 15 minutes later, suddenly she's not mousy anymore being around Brooke and getting some confidence, having her just throw the keys at her and having and her going to buy pasta was very, right, right. you know, but having her throw the keys at her and just say, go back to my place. I'll be there later and have her watch that sense of this is independence. Right. And then the next scene where she would never have gone anywhere alone. Now she's just kind of going out by herself and she looks more confident. It's not much. It's just a little bit more to her appearance. And I like that movie. I yeah. like watching that effect. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff that happens to her. Great as characters, like the uh, actresses are doing an yeah. amazing job. There's not my my problem with the thing is just the story. Right. You know, it's basically the a, writing. a lot of the stuff that happens with her as she kind of progresses through, you know, her own like coming of age story that sort of is mm -hmm. in here somewhere, yep. like things like that, where you know when she first starts in the movie. She is really just it's real country mouse, city mouse kind right. of thing, you know? she is she, like so fish she, out of water yeah. 
in giant New York and, you know, she sees Times Square and she's like, look oh, yeah. at how amazing this is. Right. And then, you know, uh, Brooke is just like, well, whatever. Right. I mean, it's just, it's I'm Square. here every right. day. Yeah. So it's nothing. Time, right? right. And the progression that she goes through is really pretty cool, especially, unfortunately, some of the coolest parts of it are within like when they're at the house, mm -hmm. there are some cool parts of her Absolutely. when they're in the house, except that it has to be in the middle of being at the house when, right. you, you know, that, that but, part's not great. But yeah. she, by the time we get there, she's like so a different person. Yeah. And then you try to compare, uh, you know, pretend the story is trying to tell you something. You try to find something the story is right. trying to tell you, whether it's trying to tell you anything or not. Right. And you get like the comparison of her and how much she's already changed, yeah. except that not really changed, just, right. you know, mature. Yeah, like right. she's just the same person. And she's just better at it. Right. I believed it all. And then compare it with Brooke, yeah. who is, yeah. you know, the exact same person as when she showed up. Right. She's gotten more used to New York, right. but not matured. Right. The, the whole time she's there, yeah. except that the movie doesn't really do it. Right. You know, you right. can, you can try and put it together yourself, yeah. but the movie doesn't want to look at it or, yeah. you know, whatever. And that's kind of a Noah Baumbach thing too, is that he wants to tell you right. the story by not telling you the story. Yeah. And so sometimes that doesn't work as well. Yeah, <laughs> or, it's true. Right? I mean, it was, it was a risk if you, if you took a chance and the genesis of a really good story is actually there and the performances were there and there's nothing to complain about for, sound or aesthetic it's just the, the story right. just fell apart but if but. i think if you are uh if you are you know into noah bombach greta gerwig right. this kind of movie if you're if you're at all thinking hey there's a new movie and so i should see it right uh you know i think you're sure. gonna you're gonna like it and you're certainly gonna like it a lot more than you know the four or five other things you right. might have picked from it's anyway dead. it's still right. you're still gonna have a good time with it i think yep and even I think a lot of, you know, even the things that only bring me down to seven and a half, but yeah. bring you down like way more. Five, yeah. I'm not sure that those things are necessarily the things that are going to bring other people down a whole I agree. lot. So, I so I, I still have to recommend it, you know, and we say this all the time, but there are seven and a half movies that I, that yeah. I think I, you know, I don't especially recommend to people, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm like, right. it's a seven and a half. And, right. you know, I think this is the better side of that. So, and I, I, and I agree. I think if you're a Noah Baumbach fan or Greta Gerwig fan, or if this is just, you don't even know them at all. And you walk into uh, I don't know if this is going to be like competing hard with the Hunger Games, but it might be in an art house cinema. Right. You you walk into this film and you walk out. I think you're going to have a fun time. You know, I yeah. think you're actually going to enjoy that 90 minutes of watching characters and do these things. And, and maybe you won't identify with them. I, I can only loosely identify with a couple of them, but it, it was, you know, it, it's there. Right. You know? I, I think this is one of the one of those movies where, uh, you, you know, it's it still makes me like Noah Baumbach. Yeah. All the more. Right. right. It's just that, you know, you missed. Right. But still, the right. thing you're trying to do. Right. I, I, I like a lot more than this the is, thing a lot of yeah. other people are trying to do. You this know, is why I wanted to know what your theory on it is, because you're a big, you know, are you doing what you want to try to do? Right. You know, for your film. And I'm like, I actually think they're trying really hard to get this thing done. And in many ways, though, I didn't like it. I actually think they've come real close to it. Yeah. You know, and you can't. I, I think I think they are, too. But I think like. As we mentioned, there are certain things that he likes to do yeah. that I applaud him for doing. Right. But sometimes they don't work out as good right. as as good yeah. as other times. Right. And then not only that, but I think that he sometimes has uh, kind of competing influences. Right. That um, at a certain given a certain situation in a certain movie, you know, like Francis Ha does the same thing. Where uh, all of a sudden you're like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> Except that it works, I right. think, in that movie. It's like, oh, well, okay. And then it makes sense. And then it's, uh, you know, does something with the character or something. You know, in Frances Ha, um, there's a part where she runs out of a restaurant and then runs back and trips. Yeah. And that part of the movie is the first thing that you would 
say, well, the, the movie needs to be a minute shorter. Cut something out. Right. And you go, and well, go whatever. There. I mean, right. she goes outside. But it's so awesome a scene to right. watch her do. And it's so cool. But there are lots of parts where just the whole fact that she goes to that restaurant, that whole scene is kind of like, what's this about? Right. Like, you know, he he has those things and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's like he's trying to be too Walt Whitman and sometimes right. he's, you know, trying to, right. you know, whatever. Right. But anyway, um, man, when it works, it works so well. Right. And even when it doesn't work, it's still kind of there to work. Like he's, he's not one of these guys that's just all over the place and then just starts throwing things against the wall. I mean, he's right. still kind of directed and, and focused, but anyway. Anyway. Okay. So uh, there's that one. Go see that one. Uh, yeah. And now Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. So um, Victor Frankenstein is um, – James McAvoy, Daniel Radcliffe. It's basically, it turns out to be, I'm not sure that this is at all clear if you're watching the trailer uh, necessarily, right. but it's a prequel to the Frankenstein story that mostly, you know. And it's um, mostly done from Igor's perspective. Right. It, it's, it's more or less. It's very Igor, diary of Igor. Igor-centric Igor-centric. or whatever. That's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Igor-centric. And, uh, and it ends up being that this whole thing happens apparently like years before right. whatever may come to pass in Frankenstein, the novel or, yeah. you know, the, the story that you're used to, right? This right. is all, right. all come before that. This is before and, uh, Castle. This is before, right. you know. James McAvoy is still, you know, technically a, a student uh, yeah, right. Right. of medicine yeah. and obviously – Everyone is kind of pretty young. If you've, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't actually remember off the top of my head what the novel might have to say about this. But if you've seen, you know, older Frankenstein movies that are trying to be oh, right. in the in the actual space of the novel, you know, Doctor Frankenstein is older. Yeah, he's like forty. You know, whatever. He's not like no. he's not like still in school. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. and running a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You know doing uh weird parkour through the circus yeah, whatever right? right i mean that's not that's dr not, frankenstein, you, frankenstein you don't think of that right so uh but other than that <laughs> it's kind yeah. of you know what you might might expect i mean the, it's frankenstein stuff happening right it's yep. uh creating life out of uh right Dead sewing things cells. together that's and right. whatever right. and uh Except that you get a bunch of Igor story, right? Which uh, is just completely Igor is so weird. sort of out of nowhere. It's right? so weird. just as a quick aside, like because you just mentioned it, Igor is so fun of an idea to me. Just on the idea that he's not in the book. Like Mary Shelley didn't write a character Igor, right? Like it's it's all movie. Like Igor has earned his way into the pantheon of Frankenstein lore <clears throat> by being just a character in a film. Like right. that's I, I like I like that a lot actually. Right. And, uh, uh, well, because you make a movie and, and, you know, this is like back to ages ago, Frankenstein, right? You go to a movie, you can't just have like, right. You You can't just have the dude doing his thing. (laughs) Right. He's got to have the, uh, the crazy assistant. Yeah. Unless he's just going to, uh, narrate. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's not. Whatever. Anyway. Um, especially in a old enough movie. Right. So anyway, Daniel Radcliffe, James McAvoy, and, uh, you know, we should uh, jump out with the ratings. The first, I I just have to say, I, know I, this. I just have to say, because, you know, my rating will be weird, maybe, or uh, I want people to have a way to take this sort of. Yeah. There was a point in this movie where I was really thinking this might be like a seven. Yeah. For like the first, like maybe <laughs> 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. I was kind of going, you know what? This could be kind of like a, you know, like a Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yeah. kind of, uh, yep. you know, goofball fun ride kind of weirdness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go into this with a lot of expectation right. uh, that it was going to be the next greatest thing. And even, but even when it was doing things that were goofy, and I was kind of rolling my eyes, yeah, I still was going. I don't know. It's sort of fun, though. I mean, right. like when he uh, breaks Igor out of the circus and they're doing this whole running away thing, 
that really was goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it really was. And it went on a lot. I'm not time. trying to say it wasn't. <laughs> right. right. And there's like a throwing knives and spitting fire and, yeah. and, uh, you know, throwing the knife back to break the bottle. It was right. like, it was right. seriously goofy. But when it was happening, I was thinking maybe this is going to be one of those movies that just runs with that. Yeah. That just goes, goes look, it, man. Embraces it and says, this is the film. Right. Right. And I was like, this, you know, might end up being pretty cool. And I was like, really, uh, I, I mean, I was sitting there watching the movie going, I can't believe I'm this right. feeling this positive towards this nonsense that's uh, right. happening. Right. Right. And uh, so it's not like everything about the movie was just making me want to gouge my eyes out, right? There was a time when I was going to rate this really high. and uh, But then by the time you get to the end, I think I'm pretty much at uh, one and a half. Ooh, that sucks. So am I. <laughs> so am I. I thought, I thought you were going to come in. I thought you were going to come in at like five now, or four. You have, like, you have to go first from now on. Well, this, no, this one. Uh, we're going to write our ratings down right. before the show starts. Uh, I could go, I could go as high as two, but that's, that's being uh, absolutely I, w- I was thinking for a while about being two. I'll be two. I'll be when, two just to be optimistic. How about that? Cause, just, cause there's a, just there's a to not, things, just to right. not be the same. I demand to not be the same. I no, could easily go to one though, but I don't I, feel it's a one. I, there was a time uh, when I was going to be two or maybe even two and a half. Mm-hmm. And then as the only things that I, as I was trying to think back on the movie, all I could think of were the things that I thought were horrible. Yeah. And I, right. and I would try to think back to it and I'd go, well, but this part was fun. And, but then I'd go, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. matter. The things that were good, all they get me is like back right. to like one and a half. I just, Everything that happens later so negates everything that's good. Yeah. And the part that really killed this movie for me okay. was every time, once you get past about halfway in the movie, right? Yeah. Every time James McAvoy was doing anything good, because I think he was yeah. acting well. I think this is, we may disagree here. But go ahead. I think that, I think that James McAvoy was acting well. Right. Right. But every time he did something or got, you know, really took up a lot of the screen, we were really looking at him and what he was doing. What he was saying was the dumbest thing Uh, ever to say. And it's like he was doing it, I thought, really well. (laughs) And it was irritating me that he was doing it well. You know know what I'm saying? Like if he would have been doing it dumber Mm -hmm. or campy or something, he was given lines. Yeah. He was given lines, you know, like from uh, not one of your better episodes of Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, we trashed. And then, lot. and then he was, yeah, you know, like doing it pretty well. And I'm like, yeah. God, this is just such a waste. Yeah, it, it's so, you know, he, it's like he showed up for work. Yeah, and was like, okay, let's go. He's, and then they said, okay, here are your lines, and right. he went, what the. <laughs> Right. He's like, well, okay. For me, there's, there's a few things. And this has got to be maybe one of those goofy times where at, I'll, I'm at two. Okay. So at two, I'm still going to say a bunch of positive things about it, you know, because that's what we well, do. Knock yourself out. <laughs> right. It's not going to take very long. It, it's a beautiful film to look at. You know, there's there's a there's an aesthetic there that is certainly um, I I completely agree with that. It's actually kind of weirdly beautiful, and though not like in an an exaggerated way. Like I've seen a few time period films lately that have that have made it look like it, and just went over the top. Like things are just too too. But also, but also what I thought what I thought was really good uh, for me because I really did. Uh, also, I loved everything. I think aesthetically. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost, agree. almost absolutely everything across the board. Pretty uh, even like uh, you know the monkey creature and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. But then the way that everything looked, and it's almost like this kind of Victorian steampunk. Yeah, that's what I was gonna like say. thing going on. Yep. That it was like we're not gonna just be Victorian, right? And we're not gonna you know, just be like, let's just be period and be exactly right. the way things really were or whatever. Right. Nope. Yeah. And, you know, let's not be, you know, 
completely crazy right. and like off the wall. I thought well, it was, like I thought the, that was like all when, great with the first thing, the chimpanzee. You know, there's just enough gears in him and and sprockets right. to right. make it. And it's not a steampunk thing, but it's certainly it's very easy to see because it's Victorian and there's gears. I mean, what are you going to right. put these together? I think it's absolutely clear that it's beholden to and aspiring to replicate Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes films. They, 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 not only the way that the film, except that it kind of like abandons it. It it does. And I think that's one of the problems, you know, for all the aesthetic, for all the talent that's there. And I don't necessarily have a problem with the talent that's there. Um, It's just very soulless and it's very hollow. And this movie is an hour and 50 minutes. And it felt like 350 to me. Yeah. It, it, it moves it, at a glacier. Well, outside of the first 20 or 30 minutes. Well, where right. I'm with and you. It's, and it's and weird because it's be it goes it goes both ways. Yeah. It, it's almost oh, like man. there's a lot of this movie that almost is like a dare. Yeah. Like there are two directors. Right. And, <laughs> and one of them said, okay, but you have to do this. And right. you have to do this. Right. And you have to have a part that's like mind-numbingly slow right and you have to have a part that's really really fast What's i mean it's the, like uh, there's all this stuff i'm blanking on the steve martin film where he plays a he plays like a preacher and the, every time he gets ready to get in front of the congregation someone says the word he has to work into his sermon oh yeah it's yeah, almost yeah, like that. yeah i'm blanking on that i'll remember it but I'm, I, it's almost like that to an extent there's certain things in the film that i expect there's a little bit of fan service there's there's lines in there where of course they have to say it's alive, right? You know, and right. and there's interesting fun there, and there's almost a bit and, of fervor. and that's kind of okay. It was right? okay, I mean, and I'm okay with it too. Because even when he even when he did that, it was really cheesy when he was. did it. Except you were like, yeah, yeah right. okay. They dismiss it, and, <laughs> right. and he goes, of course it's okay. you know. There's right. like a whole follow up to it. James McAvoy puts on like a clinic of what it's like to have fun, at least appearance wise on a movie set because he's playing this guy, he's playing Dr. Frankenstein and he does it totally campy, totally almost like he's anime, almost like, just in a different movie by himself. He almost is. Than everything he's that's going on like around anime him. eyed. Like he's so doe eyed when he's right. saying things or he's squinting. And, and I love how he just chews the scenery and everything he's doing. And that's it, it, the most people might not know that, uh, that phrase it, it's kind of silly anyway, but it's almost like, a. Well, the most famous one lately has been Captain Jack Sparrow. Every scene he's in, right. he's overacting, but to the point of believability because he's just that kind of a weird guy. James McAvoy is just off the charts. Like It's almost like he's either saying everything at a volume of two or 20. You know? right, right. And everything is just this enunciated like hilarity. And I, I loved watching him do his stuff. And Daniel Radcliffe is great. You know, it, it, he's a funny guy because he just needs a cyst drained and a girdle. And all of a sudden, he's the most handsome right, right, you right. Know, Londoner. So no one will ever recognize right, him. Right, of course. Right? But despite the fun that McAvoy is having, despite the love interest that Daniel uh, Radcliffe's Igor has to carry, despite cleaning him up and instead of maybe making the more, you know, risky call, which is to keep him hunchbacked and, and grimy. No, we got to make him look pretty. You know, he's a, he's a pretty Igor. This, right. this Igor you've never known. He, he could actually have this love story, um, despite, you know, everything looking really great up to and including the monster that they make. Frankenstein's monster, I thought, looked awesome. Right. Can't save <clears throat> what is obvious, you know, maybe 40 minutes into the movie, which is it's just meandering. It's directionless. It's soulless. And it's predictable, even though they're doing great. And it looks beautiful. Right. Like and, and then it almost, by the time you get all the way through this to the end, yeah. to get to the monster, <laughs> which you have to get all the way to the end, to, to the mon- right. just so that Frankenstein can kind of wrap up his thought process in five seconds yeah. and, yep. and, and, and flip a switch or whatever, yeah. it almost becomes like meta. Yeah. You know, it's like he yeah. starts talking about this not being life. Yep. And you're like, yeah. Right. Like, right. This thing just is just yeah. because you throw all these crappy parts together right. Right. and turn it on right. does, does not mean anything. that it's a movie. This thing, right? could have, this thing was so DOA. You know, this thing could have taken a thousand lightning strikes into the Lazarus Fork, which is actually kind of a cool. That was addition. that was cool. Like Lazarus not, o- not only was that cool, but I love how they didn't really explain it. They didn't have to. They, and just like, they oh, yeah. kind of did. Yeah. And they were like, um, All the explanation whatever is in the name. If 
you right. know who Lazarus was, and you know the Frankenstein. Movie. I thought that was so. I actually I, really enjoyed that, that. I thought that was a great scene too. Yeah. That whole scene, Daniel Radcliffe was awesome in that scene. That's, that's and cool just story. that uh, Frankenstein does his thing and yeah. gets the exact reaction right. that he gets. Yep. That was all awesome. Yeah. I if thought. It had just been like you know. Okay, so. The, and then we just me, run screaming just from that movie. <laughs> For me, all those other things aside, you know, you build up to this climax, and they had like a faux climax before. You build up to the climax where if you watch a Frankenstein film, you want to see the monster. Right. It rushes to get to 10 minutes to the end, shows the monster, and then the movie's done. And then boom, we're done. I'm I'm skipping a couple things. And I'm like, that's so haphazardly ridiculous. While you put more effort into bridging the end scene to include sequels because maybe this will catch we don't yeah, know sure maybe it's van helsing maybe maybe it's maybe we'll money. maybe we'll eventually get to the real frankenstein right. where they're back together right. and Doing their thing and it's so frankenstein has figured out so whatever he thinks he doesn't know this, yeah this this denouement it's so it's funny i don't ever care about spoiling bad movies you know the end sure. where frankenstein's letter to igor is you know live your life and i'm sure we may see each other again hint, right. hint, nudge nudge you know, is so patronizingly open to hoping that this thing catches the right audience and, you know, earns and deserves. And it, and at least, it at least gets some kind of like cult love right. where so we can at can least up, put one you know, out on DVD. That's or so insulting. Like tell the story you have and you have the most basic awesome story at hand, but you, you convolute it and you confuse it with all these other things that don't, don't do anything. Right. But distract and weigh down what is already like heavily kind of imbued anyway yeah all these all these difficulties i mean it it's a it's a rough one to suggest anyone go see even loosely i mean frankenstein's still a horror gothic horror thing i i can't tell anybody to go see this except what i wish i could show them is maybe the 15 or 20 minutes of really fun acting and then leave scenes and then be done right but the problem with that is they're intersped between 30 or 40 minutes of stuff that's so boring right so uninteresting and so disengaging and so blah 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 and and there are just for the like sake of full disclosure or whatever there are a couple of really cool things absolutely later on yeah there are it's not like um and that that that, that first mad. that first 25 minutes maybe yeah. uh, 20 minutes 25 minutes is really pretty good yep. and it's not like nothing good ever happens no. again there is some stuff in there that's okay you know the thing with this movie that really drove me crazy is uh like i said obviously james mcavoy everything about james mcavoy drove me crazy in this yeah. movie and Part of it is that the only thing I thought as a, you know, sort of general plot that was good about this movie yeah. was how screwed up Frankenstein was. Right. And he was awesomely screwed up. And James McAvoy played him really yeah. awesomely screwed up. Yeah. Except that we didn't do anything with it. Right. Except so that at the end, he can have like this dumb ass realization right. that is you know, just childlike, right. really. I mean, it's just, it just comes down to, uh, at the end, he realizes that he's a complete idiot. Right. I mean, it's just, right. what, how, why did you give me all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, and he's got like his father and his brother yeah. and yeah. all this stuff. And the way that he looks at what he's doing, yeah. the, this whole life and death thing and his conversations about it and why he is, why he is just so screwed up socially and as a person. And he plays that really great off of Igor and everyone else that he sees, except that we don't do anything with it. We don't, we don't actually want to it to uh, lead to anything or, or get anywhere. It's kind of like, um, you know, Igor and, and the love interest thing. Right. It doesn't, Laura, yeah, it doesn't like, actually do anything. Yeah. It's just so that we can have like 10 or 15 more minutes where we watch something that doesn't matter right. happen right. for, you know, if it, if that went somewhere, that, yeah. would, that would be great. Yeah. You know, he saves, it would have earned it. He saves the girl. He goes to visit her. It's obviously going to be like a trying thing for the person who used to have no name right. and all this stuff, except that we don't do anything with it. Right. We, we just kind of go, that's I don't know. There's girls in movies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. 
it, it, all right. It, it really was. We're close. We're like. Yeah, we're we're about out of time anyway. I don't know. But I don't it, we it, have to say anything more about that either. No, it know. it really was such a weird thing though yeah. that it became such a weird. Like I swear to God, there was like a bet. Like it, it was it this. It was this tying together of weird yeah. parts that you know. I saw a That's movie not. that had this part. Right. So, so I'll staple that, that together with, uh, you know, this part, and right. then I'll shoot some electricity in it, and it'll be alive, and it'll be yeah. a great movie. Really and, then, and then Frankenstein says, this isn't a movie. <laughs> right. And there you go. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely can't I'm not sending anybody recommend that. it to anyone, except, uh, you know, maybe people who are 14 to 16 or something, sure. because we had a positive response there. That you'd like. So, yeah. All right, next week, uh, I don't know that we're hitting any big thing. Yeah, uh, It's just going to be probably a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of wrapping up, a lot of stuff that is new, but not a big giant movie. Yeah. Uh, there's not a big giant release no. next Maybe week. We'll get to Creed. So, uh, yeah, that, that could be true. No, but also, like next week probably will be some four or five movies right. of, like, catching up and uh, doing different things. So, uh uh, our our time officially is up. We will let you out of here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to us. And uh, please, please be sure to uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, visit us at filmreview.com. And uh, otherwise, trick your friends into listening to us. We'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.